Get the fuck off my keyboard, bug. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch the show where we watch movies that we love in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Boom. Back in it, baby. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Brett, you are Ooh. energetic. Back in the saddle. I have had two caffeinated beverages today. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Slow Whoa. down. Look out. <laughs> Slow down. Listen, if one will throw me into a panic attack, two does this. Yeah. I, oh. You're the right one. I'm the wrong one for being like, mm, big whoop, because I'm the one who's broken and who requires like an elephant's dosage of caffeine <laughs> to like get wired wow. at this point. You're broken? I can't even drink caffeine. <laughs> Do you know how many <laughs> shots of espresso I drink in an average day? Because I just have the espresso and I just will pull them in ones and oh. twosies throughout the day. I'm going to guess. So, yeah, your caffeine intake is probably medically troubling. I keep an eye on it. It's not, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I like cover, eye. I cover, I've done my research on what is like acceptable to not have long term effects. <laughs> and I, I, I'd say most days I'm like right at that limit. You know, there's days of crossover. Wow. True to Pat, he's edging his caffeine intake. <laughs> <laughs> so is that how you raise three kids? You just, yeah. Yeah. That's a Incredible. huge part of it, yes. Caffeine but I just, like, all love, the time. I just love espresso. I thought you so were going to say you love your you kids. You know, that, I, that espresso machine. <laughs> I, I do love what? my kids. I love my kids very much. Yes, I would die for my kids. <laughs> I just love um, espresso. But man, a good double espresso with a lemon twist. I would die for my kids after I pulled the espresso shot. The Italian part of me is offended at that, uh, Pat. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no, I have set the bread. You've... Fucking Super Mario ass. Oh, should he should he sound like Chris Pratt? <laughs> <laughs> is that what he should sound like? Do you want me to send you a sandwich with prosciutto and mozzarella? Chaotic sandwich guy is one of my favorite TikToks. <laughs> I love chaotic wet sandwich man from Italy. I want to have one of his sandwiches so bad. Put it, put it on your look up later wow. list, Ash. Chaotic sandwich guy. It yeah. looks, it's just it's not that good, but it's like it's really good. I'll bet they're really good because I'll bet the ingredients are all just like perfection, like perfectly fresh because it's not fucking American like preservatives and processed. And I'll bet it. But the so sandwich is. I'm pretty sure, Ash, you had the sandwich from Pasadena, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think yes. it, this guy has the same vibe where it's just like old school Italian slap a meat on the bread kind of vibe. Uh, and so it's probably slap. <laughs> slap of the meat on the just bread. Just slopping so much <laughs> wet cheese on those breads. Well, cause they use a lot of like the, the, the buffalo mozzarella that's just like soaking and like the burrata that's got like the cream inside of it. So they're just mm. like, that's what I said. Literally where you can like squeeze the cheese and like it drips cause it's so, it's. Yeah. It's so moist. I said it. I, I'm sorry. I almost did. <laughs> Ew, but ew. it looks delicious. And then he does some okay, like so pistachio cream on it. It's like it's like it's like the spread oh. of pistachios. It looks like on a lot of them. Ooh, so it's like, like pistachios pistachio and like prosciutto and like mozzarella. I'm like, oh my god, you injected wow. it into my face. I just hole. gotta say, it's 2023. Moist is not the grossest word. I was more disturbed when you said squeeze the cheese. <laughs> 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 squeeze the cheese. <laughs> Squeeze that cheese. Bad baby, no squeezy. Wow, we're on Sorry, fire on today, Pat. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys want to find out what movie we're doing? Yes, yes, I'm so excited, listener. This is like we realized Sam never told us. This is at least for me. I feel like the first one I've ever not known. 
I was like, what movie were we watching? I know what movie we're watching, okay? Behind we the were so disorganized no. this time that we didn't even realize we hadn't picked yeah. a movie. Yeah, Brett <laughs> and so Ash and I, or Brett might know, Brett and Ash, or at least I know for a fact, Ash and I have no idea what movie we're about to watch. So, yeah, Sam, please enlighten I hope us. Brett doesn't Brett know. Brett does yeah, know. This episode hopefully comes out in June to make this a timely choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to give you some clues, and then you... Okay. We're watching Clue. No, again. we are not. <laughs> we are not. Oh. Um, let's see. First clue. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam. Clue number one. <gasps> okay. Wait, was that? Are you doing an impression okay. of yourself? Right. Uh huh. <laughs> wow, burn, burn. <laughs> Sam will be your alibi. This is the man who uh, promised to love me forever. So thank you for that. He didn't say he wouldn't tease you forever. It's just true. how I show love. Uh huh. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And then let's see. I don't. I only have like two. Wait. Wait. Can I guess off yeah. of that one thing? Just for really quick. Okay. Is this um? Oh, fuck. What is it called? It's a Robin Williams movie, and he no. Mrs. Doubtfire. It is not. That one is oh. on the list. Okay. Uh, this movie has been on okay. the list for a long time, and we have not watched it. Okay. That's one more oh. clue. Any other guesses? I don't think Pat's ever looked at no. the list. Did Ash get the actor right? Not even close. Oh. Okay. But the actor was so, in. So there's a parrot in it. A movie that was similar. What's Brett? Stop! You're not a oh. part of this. Stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait. There's a list. No. <laughs> a third clue. It is a Disney movie. Okay. I, I did. Yeah. Treasure did Planet. Oh, no, but close. Oh. It, it uh, oh. shares a writer with Treasure Planet. Oh. So it's animated. I mean, uh, duh, we should have known that. Muppet Treasure Island? No, it's not animated. No, we already did Muppet Treasure Island. Like, I'm thinking Pirates because it's a parrot. Are doing yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean? The first one? Pie. Boom, boom, boom. Wait, Ritz. Zap, Pie. zap. Ritz. Haven't we done that movie? Bum, bum, bum. Did we? Oh, no. No. I don't think we have. We yeah, like, haven't. Okay, good. Have okay, we? good, good, good. So no, now you're panicking me because I did uh, all the research. And if we've already done it, then we're doing it again. No, we did Muppet Treasure Island. Okay. We've oh. done several pirate movies. No, we have not done it. Woo. Sorry. I was on I was on Maddie's podcast and okay. we did Pirates of the Caribbean Okay, for so his you shot That's panic through my entire body because the the expectation Sorry. was that I thought you and Pat would be stoked because you love pirates and Pat loves stoked. Disney. Yeah, yeah. And it's our love of all things. I love pirates. And this was not and the I reaction that I wanted. Anything but, so yeah. thanks guys. I love pirates. Wait, let's rewind time. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Yay! Say it again. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> so Thank excited. You. I'm gonna go drink Excellent. a rum right now. Excellent. Yes, we're doing 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my god. Caribbean Caribbean. 20 years old, guys. That's when it was came out in June. Wow. Uh, July, actually. July. Oh, well then fuck Google. It probably was a pre-release. <laughs> it was like July 3rd or something crazy. So the premiere was probably in June. Yeah. I am so stoked. I cannot believe this movie is 20 years old. Wow. I feel like wild. it was a f yeah. formidable part of our uh, youth growing up. Like, defining. Yeah. It, it's definitely something where it's like, 
I feel like people take it for granted the franchise or can be like uh, also because Johnny Depp is problematic to a degree. Let's we're not going to do a, a retrospective. We'll just yeah. put that aside. Let's not go over it. There's too much to cover. Yeah, that is. I, I don't even know. Like I barely know the half of it, and it's all fucking crazy. But like, and there's been a bunch of them, and they've varied greatly in quality. That being said, I feel like yeah, it's people will forget how insanely huge this first one mm-hmm. was and yeah. what an absolute phenomenon it was. And everyone was obsessed with it. And everyone had the Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow posters and was mm-hmm. talking about rum. And <laughs> this movie, this first one was like a, a fucking revolution. It, I feel like it, it, at mm-hmm. least for like our, our yeah. generation of like being in high school or college or junior, like it was Pirates are the coolest thing in the world all of a yep. sudden again, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. a big deal, a cultural phenomenon, and one that is perfect for the podcast because it really, like, was a big part of our youth. And it has been a while since I've watched it, like, with a 100%, like, focus. And I, I know it will be good, but I hope there isn't sexist and racist stuff, which... There could be. I don't know. I think it'll be perfect for the podcast. I'm so excited. Is this before they changed it so that the ladies were chasing the pirates around in a circle? It was. It was. Yep. Yeah. Oh, on the ride? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before they made the ride woke. Yeah, exactly. Dang it, Disney. Damn, pirates. <laughs> you could still, you know, auction off a wench, you know, the good old days. I do. I have to yeah. say, I do have, like, mixed feelings on that because, like, on one hand, I'm like, totally understand this is not the message we should be giving to children. On the other hand, I'm like, this is not historically accurate. So which are we going yeah. for? I'm in my classrooms. I, I want brutal historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'd like my kids to learn even the ugly stuff of American history. They think it's important that they learn that. Um, at theme park. You know, like, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I feel like this, like being completely made up is a great reason to change it. Like if it was historically accurate and like it's like pirates is based on a true story, then like I would be like, well, maybe we should leave it the way it was. Because like, why change? Like, don't change the reality. But like, yeah, made up pirates. Have the ladies chase the pirates with the rolling pin. That's more fun anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I'm with Pat. Like, if you are consuming this for pure entertainment, like you would be at a fun ride in Disneyland, like, you don't need to learn mm-hmm. about the historical history of, like, the sex trade. Yeah. Do you know the two rides are not identical? The Disney what? World and Land I ride? did know that. Yeah. The Disneyland one's got a better, like, op- I got like a longer, better opening part to it. We're going to like the swamp and stuff like that, and, like the restaurants in the distance. Suck at Disney World. There's no Disney World does not have that like swamp thing in the beginning. Yeah, someone just told me that the Disneyland one is like 12 minutes long, and the Disney World one is like seven or eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. To be fair, four of those minutes are just spent waiting to go up that little ramp back to the opening of the ride. <laughs> 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 um, so our director is Gore Verbinski. He directed Pirates, obviously. Uh, Rango, the animated movie. Oh, I liked Rango. Yeah, about oh, the little yeah. Forgot about that movie. I have not seen it ever. It's a 
Gecko? No, he's a chameleon. It's a weird vibe for the whole time, it is. but it's good. Yeah, it's like a Western. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed <laughs> The Weatherman, Random, Mouse Hunt. Do you remember that old the movie? The Weatherman, wow. Dude, I remember loving yeah. that movie. <laughs> I remember Mouse Hunt. Is that the Nick Cage yes. Weatherman? yep. And then The okay. Ring. Was it that was. Nick Cage? Yep. The Ring? The Ring. Oh. Yeah. Really? Wait, yeah. what? Isn't that wild? Wow. The American, yeah, the American Okay. Yeah. Um, and then before that, he just did like a bunch of punk rock music videos. Wow. So he's like got a lot of range. An incredible amount of range. Mm-hmm. So. Gore is. <laughs> Dude, the ring fucked me up. Gore is a punk rock name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, apparently. Uh, did you not like the ring, Pat? It's made me scurred. I, mm. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I have a bad, weird sense of humor. I think I saw it in the theater with you, Ash. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I saw it in the th- I'm embarrassed. I was a teenager. I saw it in the theater, and I, like, went to my fucking parents' room and slept on the floor by the door. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I did, too. I laughed in the theater, and people looked at me, but there, I vividly remember there's a scene in the ring where the lady, she's, like, on a boat, and then she's, like, petting the horse, and the horse is, like, trying to bite her and she just keeps like jabbing her hands into the horse cage and then the horse like tries to bite her and they play it off like it's scary and it's like lady stop trying to put your hand in the horse cage and like i laughed at that and the whole theater was like that was scary bro and like no nah, i don't know are you thinking I of the same movie i don't think there's a horse in the ring there is there's a horse really? yeah there is there's a horse on the ferry she goes on a ferry to the island, and the horse jumps off the oh, boat. Oh, yeah. Got it, got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I remember vividly every movie I've ever seen. No, that's not true. But <laughs> 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 that, that's, that moment felt awkward for me because I was alone. You're like, stop trying to touch the horse. It doesn't want to be touched. You went to see it alone? No, no, no. I was alone in my oh. in laughing at, at, at the thing oh, that was supposed oh, okay. to be like shocking <laughs> to the audience. Anyway, sorry, Sam. I had that experience when I saw uh, Kill Bill in the theaters, and I was laughing, and I was confused why other people weren't laughing. <laughs> there was because I thought it was hilarious. There was some good stuff in that. The blood was funny. Yeah, I think today's audiences would laugh at Kill Bill, but aughts mm-hmm. was it aughts or nineties? Aughts. That's aughts. Yeah, more aughts. serious yeah. crowd, I guess. Okay, so our writers of this movie, we have kind of a weird combo of writers. We have a animation writing team, Ted Elliott and Terry Rosario, and they started at Disney with Aladdin. And then Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So heard of it. You've heard of it. Oh, good for you. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they originally started developing this in the 90s. Um, when they were at Disney and the studio did not bite. Um, and after that, mm-hmm. they went to my alma mater, DreamWorks, where they wrote Shrek and Road to El Dorado. Wow. So it was going to be animated? Oh, no, they just went, they went there, there to, to work. work. Um, I don't know what the original pitch was. That would be really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Wait, they wrote Shrek? Yeah. Is that what you said? And Road wow. Double Dang, they got yeah. some heavy hitters. I was going to say, like, weirdly, I can see, like, similar vibes between this movie and Aladdin. Yeah. Like, that makes sense that they wrote it at the same time. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can, it's funny when you hear about this writing team, 
you can kind of see the threads of all of their past work kind of coming together to make this really awesome film. Um, they also, so Ted Elliott worked on Godzilla, Mask of Zorro, National Treasure, and get this mm-hmm. Little Monsters, which is a past movie. Oh, from- wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. That movie is so fast. Um, I want to yes. circle back because that might have to be a whole other podcast, the similarity, the parallels of Aladdin in this movie, because you have like <laughs> super vanilla, clean cut, goody two shoes, main uh-huh. protagonist, a larger than life, like buddy who's going to help him, but is very chaotic. Mm-hmm. His love interest, who is kind of tough, who's like well to do, born well to do, right. but also kind Noble. of tough and dreams of something more adventure in the real world. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, um, get this. Wait, it gets even better, Pat. So, um, there's a prison escape. <laughs> yes, fact. Um, so, yeah. Robin Williams was considered for the role of Captain Jack Sparrow. No. So at one point in its two decades of development, Spielberg got his hands on the script and was considering directing it. And Ooh, that would have been good. It would have been different because in Spielberg's mind, for Jack Sparrow, he was considering, (laughs) get this, Steve Martin. So they, okay, were yeah. full, they were going full into like just so, slapstick comedy. So like, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray uh, and Robin Williams. I could I, maybe, maybe see Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe. See, but we know that they might have been considering Robin Williams, but Robin Williams would not have considered this working on another Disney property. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, he came back and, you know, he he is the genie in the third Aladdin movie the direct-to-sequel, he came back. I'm 99.99% sure he did come back for that. But yeah, he was pissed. Wait, I don't... Because why? I don't know this. Why was he mad at them? He did not want his name to be used at all for promo for some reason, uh, or like marketing for the first Aladdin. And then they said, yeah, 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 sure. And then they used his name a lot. And he was like, fuck uh, you. And then it was the voice of Homer Simpson, who was the genie in the Oh Aladdin my god, too. really? Oh, that explains when he messes wow. up that wish and he goes, don't! Oh! <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's, this movie had its roots in, like, Disney animation. So when it first started, it was a very different movie than how it ended up. Um, and then farther down the line, they brought in Stuart Beatty, who is more of a live-action director, or writer, excuse me. Um, and he is most recently writing the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, he did Collateral. Mm. He also did Pirates 2 and 3. Didn't do a good job with that Obi-Wan show. <laughs> How dare you, Ash? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the dialogue We're is fighting. so bad. We're fighting. That's Star Wars. No. It's called Star no, Wars, except for Endor. That's the perfect. other shows are better, but yeah. that one is bad. <laughs> it's not. I haven't bad. seen it yet. Okay, Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Way yes, a hundred percent agree with that for sure. Sorry, Sam. We'll argue about Star Wars oh, later. That's that's been the the post twenty twenty. Got my hackles like, up. That's the Marvel or not the Marvel. The Disney vibe of all of their acquired properties is like quantity over quality and yeah. like some of them are stellar but there's just there's too many for them all to be good mm-hmm. uh to be fair he only wrote four episodes of obi-wan 
Okay. It was the first three episodes and the sixth episode. So, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Questionable. Um, but in addition to those, he also wrote 30 Days of Night and Australia. Oh. Which is just like a crazy oh, wow. really? wide range. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've that's never seen all Australia. over the place. I think it was it up was for best picture. Long. It was long. It was very long. Yeah. Have you ever. The read the comic Thirty Days of Night, the graphic novel. No. It's based on the artwork is striking, very creepy. Very that movie was movie. really cool too. I wonder how close to the comic yeah. they got. For the most part, it's just basically the base concept mm. that you know vampires go to a remote Alaska town that's going to have be nighttime for thirty days, so they can have a feeding frenzy. Incredible thing. spoilers. I, that was in the trailer. I yeah. mean, that's I'm the kidding, premise. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Once Beatty started working on the project, he wrote uh, Jack Sparrow's character um, with Hugh Jackman in mind, which interesting. I could see that working. Obviously, Johnny you know Depp Absolutely, was the yes. best choice, but I could mm-hmm. see an alternate universe where Pirates is less good and Hugh Jackman is Jack Sparrow. I could see it. Hugh Jackman has full command over his cheese abilities. Like, if he wants to be like, I'm a pirate, like, he could Mm -hmm. fucking do it, man. You know who else was considered for the role of Jack Sparrow, which is just wild? Is Christopher Hmm. Walken. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes. I can only imagine him doing that dance from the Fat Boy Slim music video. (laughs) I'm a pirate. Uh, Where's the rum? No, can't do it. Can't do it. But you have heard of me. Oh, there you go. Brett's is better. Brett's is better. Let's all do terrible. Let's all just do terrible walking. I'm just wondering. Nope, I can't do it at all. It'd be like, why (laughs) is the rum gone? I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. So clearly they made the right choice. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, Johnny Depp was ultimately cast for the role of Captain Jack Sparrow, which was the right decision, in my opinion, out of the options. You know what I really wish? I really wish that there was like, I don't know if SNL would do this or something, but like, I want to put it out in the universe. Like, if somebody had unlimited money, do a scene from these films, but like with the or- original wild cast person that they were going to do, like just do a full scene with Christopher Walken. Okay, this is an incredible television show idea, Ash. Right? Like, like that's and you should the whole write show. it and pitch it. I love it. Did you see on TikTok that they? Um, did the Princess Bride yes. video. Yes. That it's was incredible. Great. Oh, yeah. I could totally really see fun. it kind of like that. It'd be yeah. very funny. Um, if they can do Drunk History, which has an incredible uh, quality, I think they could do this idea. I mean, I'd sit down and watch the table read. Right. Of that. Yeah. yeah. I think the so budget good. of, or the rights, the rights would be the hard thing to get. Yes. Yes, they would. Mm hmm. You just got to pitch it to Disney. That's mm-hmm. true. It, just only Disney films because they own like half the industry now. So season two of Disney of uh, What If? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> movie. What this if? Isn't, this is a good idea. I'm in. Yeah. So we have Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Before this role, 
He had done Edward Scissorhands, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Ed Wood, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So relatively unknown. <laughs> Indie actor Johnny Depp. Yeah. No, he was certainly well known, but he was certainly not a family film actor. For sure. Like Really? It was all You think so? Ghost Ghost of Nick arrives and say, "Well, I I think Edward Scissorhands That's true. is probably yeah, that's true. And Edward Scissorhands. Benny and June is also a family movie. I'd I say. I don't know if I've seen that or heard that. I don't know if it's I've really seen that cute. One. It's a good one. Okay. Well, I guess to my knowledge, as a fourteen-year-old when this movie came out, I was like, "That guy's in boring adult movies," and then I was like, <laughs> "This is awesome." <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um. We also take have... that Johnny Depp. You're boring. <laughs> no, he, I don't think he's boring. You old piece of crap. <laughs> Fourteen year old Sam, yes, was very. I very much came to the movie for Orlando Bloom, mm. and yeah, yeah, you were you were a pretty boy gal. Yeah, I don't know. It was really so just happened? Orlando no, I'm just Bloom. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, this movie converted me to the rough type. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, you do not want to be a pretty boy. That is an insult. Ash paid you a compliment. I could, I could K-pop. <laughs> you are rough and rugged, and it's sexy, and you know it. So don't even complain about not being a pretty boy, Brett. I'll swoop my hair and wear a ruffled shirt. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> I want to see Brett with oh. hair. That would be really. I know, you, you know. would look like what we do in the shadows. Oh my god! Yes, yes. You would. Do Nandor? you think I would look like that? Nandor, you'd look like Nandor. Oh, Nandor, like okay. Matt Berry. Yeah. I feel like I look like Matt Berry. <laughs> but if I shave or Nandor, you look Nandor? like Nandor with long hair. Okay, Nandor. Yeah, maybe Nandor. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so gregory rush which was kind of a big deal like this movie had a crazy cast uh he was in quills with kate winslet shakespeare in love which was the academy award winner king's oh, speech yeah. after this movie came out which also won the academy award um an earlier version of les miserables who is he in this movie Gregory Rush, yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, Rush. Sorry. Oh, Jeffrey, Jeff sorry, Jeffrey. not Gregory. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush, excuse Barbosa. me. Um, Barbosa. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I was I'm like, sorry. who is this person? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Um, and he was also in Mystery Men, which we've mm, done for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But get this, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Rush was hot shit this year in 2003. Really? He was in six movies that came out Yo. in 2003. God, yeah. Six. He's he does busy. a great theatrical yeah. villain. Yeah, like, yeah. He was top. busy. So, and two other movies that released this year uh, were Finding Nemo and Intolerable Cruelty. Intolerable Cruelty. It's a name I, I remember. remember. I have yeah. not seen. I haven't that one. seen it either, but I remember it got a lot of talk. Um, so, yes, Intolerable Cruelty. Kind of crazy. Jeffrey Rush. I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Um, Orlando Bloom is uh, Will Turner. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was not that well known. He was in Black Hawk Down before Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. But it's a small part in Black Hawk Down, isn't it? It's not huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the ones I would love to do on this show. Did you play the Black Hawk? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's three hours long though, so we can never do it's it. So but. Long. Black Hawk Down? Yeah, it's so oh. long. 
Wow. It's so I think it's long. like three, maybe it's two and a half, but it's too long. Oh. Um so he Orlando Bloom was in Lord of the Rings and it was so popular. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Who knew? It was so popular that it was the deciding factor in casting him for this role. Wow. Um it got down in the in the end for casting. It was between Orlando Bloom and get this guys, it's gonna blow your mind. Heath Ledger. Oh no. That yes. Hurt. That hurt. Heath oh. Ledger. It oh. does hurt. Honestly, he would have been incredible as well. Yeah. Thinking of how this movie, this is, this is a, a peek into the, the, uh, the guesses of how the movie will go. Uh, I don't remember anything Orlando Bloom does in this movie and Heath Ledger would have been better. That's my mm. prediction right now. Yes. Do you think Barry Pepper ever looks like at Orlando Bloom like he had my career? <laughs> Who the fuck is Barry Pepper? <laughs> Barry Pepper, he's the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's another like sharp featured blonde white boy. Mm. Barry Pepper sounds like Matt Barry's like nemesis. Now we meet Barry again. Pepper. Barry yeah. Pepper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really does. What is that like? Uh, Jackie Daytona. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> This is how we sound in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so Heath Ledger uh, ultimately wow. lost the role to Orlando Bloom because of the success of Lord of the Rings. And get this, guys. This is kind of a crazy list of names. Before it was narrowed down to those two, Ewan McGregor. Toby Maguire, Jude Law, and Christian Bale were also considered for Will. Jude Law. Of Jude Law and Christopher Walken. That is what I, I want. Think I want that scene. Jude Law. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Yes. It would be so good. So ultimately, uh, the director decided that Will was more of a nerdy, goody, two-shoes type character, which is probably why mm. Heath did not get the role. Um, but there was minor contention during the filming where Orlando Bloom kept trying to make Will more of like a bad boy mm. and the director was like no you're a nerdy goody goody sorry stop quit this. trying to make fetch happen <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so poor Orlando Bloom oh he's still he's doing had fine plenty of he's, success he's married to Katy Perry now he's fine is he really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have kids together I think that seems like an yeah. odd match who knew? I know, wild, Interesting. right? Yeah. Um, so we have Kira Knightley, who plays Elizabeth. <laughs> and um, she was only 17. Mm, I do remember that. Really? I, I did not realize that. It, it kind of is, is odd um, that she's so young. For the filming, she was 17. I think she was 18 by the time it came out. But she was relatively unknown before this role. She was in Bend It Like Beckham, mm. and she had, get this, a small cameo in the Star Wars Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, because she was uh, What's-Her-Name's double, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the Padme's mm-hmm. yep. body doubles. So she, Keira Knightley was actually felt so underqualified for the role wow. that she didn't even pack enough clothes and stuff for the filming because she was certain huh. that she was going to be fired for being inexperienced. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
And because she was 17, her mom had to come with her onto the shoot and go everywhere with her so that she wasn't an unaccompanied minor. Wait, so is this before or after Love Actually? This is before. Oh. So this was her breakout role. Wow. And after this role, she kind of exploded and... She was in a lot of, like, romance or, like, historical fiction-type movies. Mm-hmm. So after this came Love Actually, yeah. that weird King Arthur where she was, like, in a skimpy oh, yeah. outfit. <laughs> I remember that. Um, she was in Pride and Prejudice, The Duchess, Anna Karenina, uh, Colette, like, just a ton of historical movies. Really got typecasted. Yeah, I mean, I also tend to love those movies, so I definitely have my bias in in that when picking those out of the IMDb list. If you're a British uh, actor, you can just stay working, and that's a whole cottage it's industry, true. I feel like, of their period pieces. They just churn those out. They're doing, like, 20 a year, yeah. I feel well, like. And they, like, they're branching out now. Like, have you seen The Great? No. Mm. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, guys. It's so good, uh, but they're they're Russian, and everyone's just doing a British accent. It's hilarious. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it the writing. It doesn't matter. Is incredible. It's like so. There was the Marie Antoinette movie that came out. Yeah, and it really wanted to be like a modern historical drama, and it did not succeed, in my opinion. That was Sofia Coppola, right? It was. Yeah. It was Sofia. The costumes are incredible. The design is incredible. Um, this move or this show succeeds where Marie Antoinette wanted to go. Like Ooh. the writing is hilarious, and yeah, it's great. It's great. Ash, I think you will like it. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> there is a lot of sex though, so beware. There's a lot of sex. There's Ooh. a lot. Some disturbing imagery. Like I don't uh, like sex, but it, <laughs> no, give it. it's just <laughs> two episodes. We know sometimes that can make you a little uncomfortable. Um, not rape, though. That's good. Not It does. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, maybe you'll extra love it. I don't know. <laughs> Just giving that warning. Um, yes, the great. Um, okay. So, for the stuffy English soldier, we have Jack Davenport, who really was not that well-known in America. He did a lot of British stuff. Uh, he was in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. We have... Jonathan Price, who plays uh, Elizabeth Swan's dad, mm. and mm-hmm. he was in The Merchant of Venice, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Brazil, Man on Fire, Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and later, after this, he was the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. What? Really? Yep. He's been in a ton of stuff, and he's in, a, he's in Ronin, which oh. I still want to do for the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. He's incredible. So then uh, I threw this one in there. He's not super well known by name, but you will recognize his face. Uh, Lee Ardenberg, who plays the pirate with the um, wooden eye. Oh, he's so great. Oh, fun. He's so great. So this guy is everywhere. Mm -hmm. He was in just about every iteration of Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. He's in the original Office. No, he's in the original office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays the he was- Dwight character. No, I think Lee might be the other one then, who's his buddy. Oh. The beardy one, the angry bearded one. Oh. Okay. I feel like I know the name of the gangly guy who's like the Dwight oh. of the British office. Oh, it's not sorry, that guy. you're right. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not Mackenzie Crook, who is the eyeball guy. Sorry. Got it. Okay. Lee Ardenberg. Okay. 
The just friend. That name. That, yeah, Apologies. that name you just said. Like, I was like. Correct. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. He's one of the pirate buddies. So this guy has been in a ton of stuff. So Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Next Gen, Voyager. Um, he was on, if, if you watch TV in the 90s, he was on something that you watched. Married with Children, Seinfeld, ER, Friends, Grounded for Life, Charmed, Scrubs. Uh, he was in Robocop 3. Like, he was everywhere. Oh. Also, you guys will appreciate this. He was also in Johnny Skidmarks, which is <laughs> a movie that Brett has said at the end of the podcast as a joke that we'll watch next week. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Because I, I keep all of those to memory and close to my heart. Exactly. Yes. That one, yes. I, I just, I recognized it and I was like, that sounds like one that Brett would do. And he confirmed. I wonder if any of our fans have ever watched those the movies that I say at the end. Let us know. Yeah. On our Insta or our Twitter that we never interact with. Twitter's dead. <laughs> um, okay. So one more, one more cast member for you. We have zoe saldana who plays like a really minor role she's um the really pissed female pirate who kicks the shit out of jack sparrow oh yeah yeah and she later went on to be in the star trek live action movies and avatar so she's a big deal guardians, guardians yeah. yeah she guardians yeah is she really um, yeah, yeah, she's she's Gamora. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's a crazy cast, and there's a ton more, but I just I don't have time to go over all of them because it's interesting that they like up. they clearly wanted to spend big bucks on the two leading male characters, and it almost seems like. You know, I'm just sort of assuming, but by going with Kira Knightley, they were trying to carve money out of the budget by going with an actress that was unknown. I wish, I wish, Ash, but you know what it is. Hmm. It is also sexism, but you can't have a lead who is like established because then she's old. Hmm. You need a sexy, young, barely legal person to play your, your female role. So that's why they had to go undiscovered. Mm. That's my guess. Interesting. Which is very ick. I really wish it was. I, I hope it's yours. I hope you're right. Disney gives me the ick. <laughs> yeah. All of our princesses must be under the age of 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. She's actually not a princess. She's a governor's daughter. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Disney nerd. <laughs> I would like you guys to at least acknowledge that I did not pick an animated movie. I well, that I'm surprised. Yeah, that's why yeah. my brain was. I think I was that's like, why I was like, "Wait, what? Movies. It's not an animated movie, especially when you were like, it's the same writer as what was that other movie? Aladdin. Oh yeah, no, there was yeah. the other one you said too, Treasure Planet. Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess that. Yes, Pat did. Um, so some fun facts for you. I, I peppered most of them in through our other stuff, but um, after the filming of the movie, Johnny Depp got a permanent Captain Jack Sparrow tattoo because apparently his son's name is Jack and he really liked playing the role, which is funny. Oh, and that's cute. That's adorable. It's very cute. 
Um, and also, Jep was Jep. Goodness, I had one beer, and I am toasty, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Depp was super into playing this character. I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who who would know? Uh, he had a ton of like crazy ideas that he pitched for Captain Jack, including that he would have no nose, like uh, his no he, his face would be without the sniffer, no nose. Um, huh. like it was cut off, I guess. Yeah, Disney's yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I he's don't too think used so. to playing all of right. those weird roles. Yeah. yeah, he he worked a little too much with Tim Burton, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and that he would be afraid of Pepper, the character, the character. Yeah, that J- that Captain Jack would be afraid of Pepper. Which one was Pepper <laughs> again? No, no, like. <laughs> Like, no, like, oh, like, spice. Spice. Okay. Yes. like you said the character Pepper oh, the yeah, character a, I was like was what? There was a guy Pepper we were talking about. <gasps> oh, sorry. <laughs> I sorry. No, no, no. That Johnny Depp said that the character would be scared of Pepper, whether that is peppers like like chilies or like salt and pepper. I don't know. Wow. He also really wanted <laughs> Captain Jack to have all gold teeth. <laughs> All gold teeth. Now, I'm on board with that one. Yeah. Give him some grills. When did that song come out? I don't know. (laughs) Grills? Grills? Yeah. The Nelly and Paul Wall song? Yeah. Come on, Pat. Uh, When did it come out? Not uh, after this, because I was in college. So 2005. All right. So they were inspired by this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the rumor is, is that Johnny Depp pitched... Having Captain Jack Sparrow have all gold teeth so that he could settle with the studio and just have Captain Jack Sparrow have at least a couple gold teeth. Mm. So you'll notice that Captain ah. Jack has a few gold teeth. Were they going to make him have pearly whites as, as a pirate? I don't. I hope not. I don't know. I mean, if you look at like, that's one of the things that like this movie is so amazing about is like the the attention to detail because if you watch anything that had like pirates before this movie yes they all have like perfect teeth and you're like that doesn't feel realistic like they're all dirty and they smile and you know yeah yeah right. <laughs> i love those period pieces though <laughs> where they're realistic about it with like 90 percent of the cast except like the main leads yeah the romantic leads have like perfect white exactly. teeth and everyone else is like <laughs> yeah well, I mean, Will was a goody-goody, so of course he always brushed and flossed, even if nobody at the time had invented dental hygiene. <laughs> and didn't you say the Buddy Pirates are British? Yeah. They don't have pearly whites, I don't think. Oh, uh, shelve that tired <laughs> stereotype, Brett. No. <laughs> <sighs> You're so rude, Brett. Um, uh, kind of a famous fact that I feel like a lot of people know, but it's fun repeating, is that uh, the character Jack, um, Johnny Depp, based him off of Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. who is basically a drunken rock star. And his reasoning was that because pirates were the rock stars of their day, which is maybe kind of true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. I give you a fun pirate fact cool, cool. that I don't know a lot of people do know? But like he, real pirate well, facts? So yeah. the show, I'm going to butcher the name. Our Flag Means Death, is that the name of the show? Yeah. 
that mm-hmm. is based on a true story and that the pirates in that story are real people like the yeah. gentleman Why well yeah but the but obviously. the gentleman pirate really <laughs> did meet blackbeard it was like yes. a rich guy who just yeah. like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like uh-huh. polite society the bullshit. The romance and element go is like made cool, cool. up. But like the fact that like he and Blackbeard actually cross paths. I mean, I bet pirates be fucking out there. Yeah. Like, I bet they're you, fucking each other. If you all look the time. at it from like the global level, like from the outside, it's lonely out on the high seas. All of the all of the major things that they did in the show happened in real life, but we just don't know like that. The interpersonal stuff, right, was Exactly the way that they portrayed it. I love. I adored that show. Was it's I really? Like yeah, that that's show. a good one. I'm but excited. like, he even had a library. Like he built his ship, and he did put a library <laughs> in it. Like all of that is true. <laughs> incredible that's cool also there were on on the fucking subject there were uh plenty of female pirates and oh yeah it was yeah it was one of the like few industries that had more gender equality so a lot of women would pretend to be men to gain financial independence Mm. and then um when they were found out or they could no longer keep up the act they would turn to piracy because they were treated more as equals there and more racial equality too yeah there's a really good uh cgp gray uh two-part pirates like how the economy of pirates actually worked uh videos you should check those out yeah, and um, yeah. the podcast Noble nice. Blood has a whole episode on the Gentleman Pirate, which is really good. Oh, very cool. So, Never heard of Oh, that. it's such a good... Oh, my God, Brett, you love Noble slapped. Blood. It's so good. It's a history podcast, but it's told to you like a story, Ooh. which is great. Oh, I, f- I love that. That would be awesome. Should we guess how many metric fuck tons yeah. of money this movie <laughs> Yeah, is? We gotta get We gotta get rolling on You're that. ready for the uh, money contents. game. Yo, I actually remembered to look up the numbers this time. Go me. So, do we want to start with budget? Sure. All right. What do you guys think the budget for this insane movie was? Mm. I feel like this was pretty big budget, right? What was the year again? 2003? 2003. 2003. Keep in mind, this was an era when... Disney was trying to make uh, a lot of movies based off of theme park rides Mm -hmm. to kind of increase that synergy between the parks and their films. I want to say this was this was kind of a big, big budget one. It feels like I mean, from what I remember. And then, like, I think there was some cool like CG advancements they did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. uh, I'm going to say they put like 120 into million. Wow. I was going to go with 80 million, but now you have me questioning. I'll stick with it. I'm, I was thinking more like Brett. I'm going to split the difference between you all and say 100 million. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Brett is the winner. And he actually undershot it. (gasps) The budget was 140 million. Holy crap. Dang. Yeah. That's a big budget, even for today's standards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like Marvel so. movie status, right? Now, should we do gross and guess who can think of the biggest number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was 2003. I, I will give you a slight hint. It was 2003 pre-Marvel. Mm. So, keep Yeah, that movies in mind. weren't making a billion dollars unless you were James Cameron. 
Mm -hmm. But like, I remember people going to see this movie like multiple times in the theater. I went like three times. Yeah. Wait, are we guessing gross or are we guessing opening box office? Um, I will tell you opening after you guess, but we're just guessing worldwide. Worldwide. We're just guessing Pitbull. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. I'm going to say. So 140 was the budget. They definitely made their money back because they made multiple. I'm going to say $600 million. Dang, that's what I was going to say, Pat. 600? I feel like quadruple your money is pretty good. I'm going to go with 300 million. All right. All right. I'll go. I'll do the high end. We'll do five times. Uh, we'll do seven. It's 50. Fuck. Uh, Pat is the winner oh. by being closest. Oh. It was $654 million. God damn. Dang. Um, it had an opening weekend of 46 and a half million, wow. which is pretty good. A little slow. In my opinion, but I think the word of mouth got out and this movie did gangbusters. Um, and ultimately, the franchise has grossed $3.7 billion worldwide. Whoa. Sick. This is an incredible franchise. Uh, One thirtieth of a Bezos. Yeah. Oh, God. That's horrifying. <laughs> that's not nearly enough. Um that's, that's real depressing. Thank you for that. Um, and pre-Marvel, at the time, it was the most successful franchise wow. in film history. Really? So, wow. Yep. Over Harry Potter? Crazy. Well, that's a good question. Maybe I until, have not confirmed until Harry Potter. <laughs> Probably, because Harry Potter had only had a couple movies come out at that point, right? Yeah, there. I feel like there was a time, um, like even after the first Harry Potter movie came out, where it was just like, "What's that?" Yeah, those didn't like. I don't feel like those didn't like blow up until maybe like midway. Th- I mean, they were like mm-hmm. successful, right? Like enough they were keep yeah. doing them, but I feel like they didn't like really pop off until like around midway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess at the time there had been Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, and then yeah, they didn't. They didn't have that household brand recognition until the Ass Cabin one. <laughs> ass Cabin. I do love the Prisoner of Azkaban and Rest in Peace. Yeah. Rest in Peace, the franchise. Um, well, HBO decided, why not do it again? Why not? Fuck that. Uh, yeah. Go away, JK. Yeah. Your turf ass. Yeah. Anyway. So she doesn't own wizards. We can do other wizard yeah, things, guys. Exactly. <laughs> just be like, we would like to just make something else in this universe without you. Is that okay? <laughs> Thanks. Ugh. I mean, oh gosh. Let's uh, should we predict? Yeah, let's do predictions. Mine's easy. I think it's going to be a really good, fun movie. I think. I honestly, I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be anything problematic about the movie itself. I think it, I actually don't really think, I think it was, I think it's going to be a fun, good movie. It's going to be good to see like how truly good this franchise was. Cause it's definitely, there's, you know, just kind of becomes more of a parody of itself as the movies go on. But, um, we saw one of the later ones and it was actually this, good. Yeah. But then they all have their moments. Bad I, see, I see the later <laughs> ones a lot. 
my sister likes to throw them on when she's like watching the kids and stuff. So like I've seen, but this one I feel like is going to hold up really well. I think I remember there just being a lot of really good, like just moments, like cool, like this is cool, good narrative, cinematic writing and directing and like the cool moment, cool line that, you know, you did a cool thing. You said a cool thing. Very like Hollywood in a good way. Um, I think it's gonna be a good movie. I think we're gonna enjoy it. Is this, did you write down, is this like another nail in the Hans Zimmer must do every movie coffin? Oh, is this one of his? Oh, I didn't talk about this. Cause the soundtrack's gonna slap. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, yeah it's uh, so good. I'll listen to that when I'm writing sometimes. It's, yeah. Uh, and I think like, regardless of what happens in the movie, like verbatim, I, th- yes. I feel like the soundtrack is gonna carry it in a way that's gonna be enjoyable. Even if the scene that it doesn't work, the music's gonna make it work. Yes, yes, it was Hans. Um, all right, yeah. So, I mean, then this was like, I don't, I'm not gonna pre-roll rant. Uh, I feel like Hans Zimmer and, and crew have lost their way, uh, at times throughout the, the years, uh, where you can be like, oh, this sounds like every other movie they've done. But this one was like an OG banger original like very cool and and it affected a lot of the soundtracks of movies that came after it so plot twist sorry to jump in uh, pat hans zimmer actually did two through four Mm. who did this one (laughs) and the first one was klaus badelt badelt oh six so hans zimmer stole this shit yeah right. right like tracks <laughs> dang cool i didn't even awesome. have to back up my argument this okay so this movie's it has a banger soundtrack regardless of who created it wait, wait. how does because all the other movies it's just like variations oh, on okay. the original mm-hmm. like, right. that the plot thickens so stop making me eat my words <laughs> I, so, the plot thickens uh so this guy was hired first and then uh due to creative differences between oh. him and jerry wait a minute yeah Brookheimer. uh Bruckheimer, which I guess he must have been an executive producer, uh, he left and Zimmer stepped in. Oh, so we'll never know how much. Yeah. How much is who? Anyway, the soundtrack is awesome. It is influ- highly influential. Uh, very hyped to watch a whole movie with it. Uh, the, the stuff that happens in the movie, it's going to be great, I think. Uh, like, I remember it being, this is like, everyone refers to it as the good one, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if there was one, it would be this one. Uh, what I'm curious to know, uh, and this is not a prediction, more of a, I'm going to be paying attention, is I think this movie came out before the, uh, I, I, say, I say things that are going to get me canceled all the time. <laughs> that, this is before the era of, like, let's empower women like but in an offensive way and like i think there's gonna be some stuff in here that is actually genuinely positive and not pandering uh i'm hoping for uh but we shall see because i remember there's a couple scenes and i can't remember exactly how they go where you know uh 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 what's your name Kira Knightley. elizabeth swan Kira knightley yeah yeah when Kira knightley has some some moments where they're like a lady what and but like is it positive is it negative i'm curious to know what the vibe is in 2003 yeah uh so overall think i'm gonna like it but we might have some stuff i mean the premise of the movie is damsel in distress so it that is the i will say that's the inciting incident Mm -hmm. 
Yes, but I do. Yeah. I do like how the story progresses for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. doesn't doesn't Orlando Bloom become the damsel by the end yes. of it? <laughs> he does. Yeah. So I'm cu- I'm curious to know like where where does that turn happen? How much of the movie do we spend in uh, traditional gender role? Space? Yeah, I feel like uh, they handle yeah. it very well. But I I also feel like I have a memory of like the moment where I'm like, cool, she's finally gonna fight back is i feel like it's a little lackluster if i remember correctly probably she does have that girl boss line of like you think that's bad try wearing a corset yeah like <laughs> ooh, yeah yeah that 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 was like all over the trailer if i remember correctly uh yeah, yeah. probably probably if we- but how much of that is there gonna be i mean i don't i feel like you can't really unless it's like academy award-winning like you know top tier shit like every movie has like some shit like that where it's just like we're pandering a little bit yeah mm-hmm. well i is that all you wanted to say oh yeah is that all you <laughs> no no jo- for you ash go, oh no going. me i was gonna say uh nobody else talked about it but i remember seeing this movie in the theaters when it came out and i remember um that this was the this i would say this is the end of the time period where people used to come dressed up in costume to see a movie and there were only a couple movies that like people did this with but this was one of those movies where i remember standing in line outside the theater waiting to go in because people showed up like super early to see it and people were dressed as pirates and i remember it being a thing interesting so like this was a couple of years before like i mean i guess during the time when harry potter was eating that industry and like marvel showed up and everybody so i see people dress up for those but you're right i don't see like that yeah and i don't think people were dressing up for the harry potter films back then like i don't think the the marketing as far as like the merch was as strong as it is now. But like, I think people would dress up for star Wars movies. And I remember people dressing up for snakes on a plane. And then this (laughs) movie, (laughs) what did they wear? Snakes? Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to ask? Yeah. Jesus. Um, but like, uh, anyway, I, uh, I remember that. I also remember that this was my first, this was like one of my first DVDs that I ever owned. Um, I absolutely yes. loved this movie. And also, my high school band played the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song for a concert that we did. And my friend Bernadette <laughs> and I somehow convinced people that we would, that it was okay for us to do a sword fight to this. And so my friend Bernadette and I would get out of classes to practice our sword fight in the quad at Napa High School. And then we performed it and we like totally um, choreographed a whole sword fight to this song. So the main theme is pretty cool. Um, But that's awesome. I feel like I've cheated because I did this for Maddie's podcast not that long ago. um, And (laughs) I... I will say, without giving too much, uh, I think this movie still totally holds up. It's really fun. I'm excited uh, to watch it again. It's a great movie. Um, I feel like the visual effects really hold up, and the jokes, the writing in this film is just so good. So I'm excited for that. Yay. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. I loved this movie. I still love this movie. It is one of my comfort movies, and I love the plot. I love the adventure. The score, I'm glad Brett brought that up, like, totally sells it. Um, I think it's just one of those perfect storms of, like, all of the right creatives all working together, like, with one kind of goal in mind, and they really just helped plus each other's work. Um, the writers really wrote a great story. The director brought a lot to the table, and all of the actors really, like, visualized their character and brought this, like, cool adventure movie. So I hope I'm correct. That's my memory of it, and I'm so excited to watch it. Sick. All right, well, we're going to pause the recording here and go and watch the original Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean? Car- Carib- one of those. Caribbean? Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. And we'll be back. Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. Caribbeaner. <laughs> and we'll be back after the movie. Pirates, 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 like like the font, Papyrus. Or Avatar font. Or I was gonna sing the theme song to Jake and the Neverland Pirates, the Disney Junior Kids Show that my kids love. Yo, baby, today I don't remember all the words that I say. Good job. Uh, Bebo will love that one day. You'll see. It's it's good. We'll get there. Sick. We are currently hung up on minions. So Ah. we'll we'll see how long it lasts. Aren't they funny? They are. They're so quirky. I like minions. I didn't realize that the minions was just about like three of the minions. Like there's there's scenes with like hundreds of them. Only three? But there's like three named ones and they are the only ones that do anything. Uh, What are their names? Bob Stewart. I don't oh, know the I'm other the one. one. Do what? How do you notice their name? Because they don't say those words. They do. Because uh, we watch do, it with the yeah. subtitles on. Oh. <laughs> that too, yeah. And they do. But in the Minion shorts, they do. Wait, what does the subtitles say for their well, gibberish? Does so they it don't completely speak gibberish. translate it? It's no, I gibberish. know, but like. It's all words from different languages. Yeah. They're just, they're just multi. They've been around so long that language doesn't make sense to them. It's just all, everything. So literally, they'll say a sentence, and all the sentences are technically real words that exist in humanity. But it'd be like first word in German, second word in Cantonese, third word in French, fourth word in English. Yeah, like eldritch language beings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew that they say words in different languages. I just don't think that they're actual logical sentences. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. And when yeah. it's not when it's not, they say speaking minionese in the subtitles. It's minionese. pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chupa la grasa. Yeah. Chupa la grasa. Yeah. I mean there's like Papimento, that's a whole language that's made of mixing other languages. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's a good time. Uh Pirates. 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 Los pirates. Palais uh, of the Carbonara. <laughs> so oh. what'd you guys think doing pilates after carbonara sounds 
<laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was great. It was all, you know, it was, I wasn't, I don't feel like I wasn't surprised. It was just, it was, it's, I see why this movie spawned a ridiculously successful franchise. Mm-hmm. Done. Over. All right. <laughs> Episode over. It is charming as fuck. It was yeah. really good. I was imagining Christopher Walken doing a bunch of the lines, and it was also <laughs> enjoyable. Can you imagine him doing that sword fighting, though? Yes, actually, I can. He's nimble. Mm. Yeah, he did that. that he did that music answer. video for for That's Fat Boy exactly Slim. Where my brain went, Brett. Yep, we're simpatico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a ways before this wasn't it not really I'm, we're gonna find out mm-hmm. i would fully believe that they comped his head onto someone else's body for that i don't even know no he actually studied dancing like that's what he went to college for that was just three years before this movie that music video that was that was juilliard training that was 2000 <laughs> so uh anyway no yeah it was you know what i noticed i mean i always notice it and, and we talked about him but jack sparrow gets all the attention uh, you know from the adoring public um and it's fair he has all of his classic moments and you know they're charming and endearing and quirky and it's like oh isn't this fun like a silly pirate but low-key jeffrey rush is awesome and yes. he's so got good. some he's got some more understated moments whereas like giant ups just over the top he's got some understated moments that are just so nuanced and good i think one that jumped out to me immediately i was like i just like his delivery is when will's got the pistol to his like about midway point will's got like the pistol to his head he's like let him all go. you know like i'll blow my brains out i know i'm you need my blood and then He's because he's already said, let her go, let her go. And then he's like, all right, what are your terms? And the first thing is, Elizabeth goes free. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we know that. Like, what else? He's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. we know that one. What else? Like, mm-hmm. It's very it's good. My favorite moment of his is the, like, his very last line where he's like, I feel, and like, you see this look on his face of delight because he hasn't felt in like potentially like decade, you know? And then he says, cold as he like, dies and that's such an amazing moment where you see like these two different emotions cross his face in you know in a sentence oh yeah no that was you could feel like yeah i I have nothing to add to that it was just yes i agree every line he says is gold like and i love how his character plays with everybody else's emotions like, he can read everybody so spot on. Like, he knows mm-hmm. Elizabeth is terrified of dying, and he leads her on to think that they're going to kill her. He even, like, bends her down <laughs> over the thing, like he's going to slit her throat. And then he's like, waste not, want not. And it's like, oh, it's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Is he a theater actor? He's Yes, he's done a lot of Shakespeare. I'd love to stuff. see, like, the chart. Of like over the course of the series, like Johnny Depp screen time goes down, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush goes <laughs> up, you know, like let's mm-hmm. put him in everything. Let's get him in every single movie. Well, and the actor that um I'm blanking on his name, but eventually he plays the octopus face guy. <laughs> it's Bill also Nye. amazing. Bill Nye, yeah. Is that he's Bill also Nye? really good. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't in this. No, in the second one. That's what I oh, actually yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, that was- Bill, Bill, Jeff- Bill. Jeffrey Sorry. Rush is Australian, <laughs> not British, by the way. Oh. I'm glad you just fact-checked yourself. 
I was curious. Well, I was going to look up the theater thing, but then, yeah. He's criminal British. He's criminal. Yeah, I was felon British. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think um, if anything didn't hold up from the actual movie. I shouted out. I had like three. A little yeah, bit of one. the CGI is a little dated, but still remarkably good for 2003. Yeah. And yeah. and a couple of ick lines. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm wondering if yours is the one that is also mine. I mean, most of the, yeah, there's some creepiness. Who's become a fine woman was pretty gross. <laughs> well, it is so Ugh. weird that he meets her and she's like, what, 10? And he's an adult. Yeah. He's a He's a grown-ass man. And then, let me say though, historically accurate. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Very Disney of them. (laughs) Shows up and he's like, "Hey there, boner alert." (laughs) (laughs) What's interesting though is then, at the end of the film, like Bryce was watching it with me, and he was like, "He just gave her up without any fight." He's just like, "Oh, so you like Will, huh?" All righty. Well, well, bye. And I, I was don't like, disagree with that. I think it's it's obvious she loves him. So why would you try to force her to ma- like? I think that's right. But I'm just but like the classic stereotype would have been man yeah. fights over woman as if she's a possession, and he didn't yeah. do that, which was actually yeah. kind of refreshing, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 totally. It's definitely uh, the guy. The guy had many flaws, but being a creep, I guess, wasn't one of them. Yeah, except fact, for the whole like pining over a ten year old thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we don't right. know that. That is just our head canon. So, hey, maybe he's been at sea for eight years, and he just yeah. came back to get his Commodore ship that day when we first see him. He hasn't seen her in eight years, and it's like, is this Damn. making it? Yeah, is this making He's, it okay? It's love at first sight for him, or second sight. He is. <laughs> hey, they are on an island. Maybe the, the pickings are slim, like, you know. This is I the most generous for him or for her. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that assessment, Pat. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that I firmly believe that. I'm just trying to like <laughs> the guy, throw the guy I, a bone. But you know what? You know what her? sells that theory, though? Is that the conversation that they have in her bedroom with the with the servant? Uh, if you want to call her that, her chambermaid, chambermaid, yes. who's putting uh, uh, a jiffy anyway. pop under her blanket? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have they have that little chat, and it's it feels very much like gossip. Like there's two dudes in town. Oh well, yeah, like, but like yeah. you know it. Everyone knows you like the sword guy, but also Richie Rich is back on his boat. Like, you know. <laughs> so so some perspective that's only going to make this situation even more ick. So let's assume Elizabeth is 10 and the Commodore <laughs> is 18. They're eight years apart. That is the age difference between Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. In yeah. real life. In real yeah. life. So she was 17 filming this and he was 25. Yes. Mhm. 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 No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bad Hollywood. That's a bad Hollywood. Bad Hollywood. Bad. Yep. Roll up the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Get the squirt bottle. <laughs> you need a sound sting for that. Breath. We just, <laughs> I sound like a newspaper like thwapping something. <laughs> no. 
Absolutely. That's a problematic Hollywood. No. (laughs) Bad Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's not great. Yeah. I feel like I remember hearing that when it came out and being like, wow, gross. I'm still, I mean, it's far from the worst discrepancy. I mean, like the worst age discrepancy is uh, James, one of the James Bond movies where Roger Moore is was literally older than the actual father of the actress who played or something like love interest. It but was, was crazy. she at least legally an adult? Yes, technically she was legally. <laughs> yes, she was legally an adult. That's but the still. part that's really gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it she was amazing for the part. She was great, but it would have been nice if she had been at least of legal age, mm-hmm. especially if they had her kiss somebody eight years older than her yeah but mm-hmm. you know that's all right defenders of like historical accuracy i'm like shut the <laughs> fuck up welcome to on hollywood it. we've got a child on set you're gonna kiss her <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Orlando bloom gets off the plane from england and they pick him up like Burbank Airport, and that's <laughs> the first thing they say to him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in a limo and there's an executive. Wait, do you think Orlando Bloom is is British? He is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Really? <laughs> yes. He's English. Really? Oh. Yes. Didn't know that. Born in Canterbury, Kent, England. Because no American actor would be like, ooh, what's what's like a whimsical, wonderful Hollywood name for myself? Orlando. Like, no. <laughs> it's that's British for sure. <laughs> uh you wanna know his full name? Yes. Yes. Orlando Jonathan Blanchard Copeland Bloom. That's too many names. Wait, <laughs> it's not a stage name? I I don't know. That's that is his names. stage name. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Usador in Magic Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yes. fun. You ever see him call him somewhere? Orlando. Call him Blanchard. <laughs> the elves call me Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I adore Matt Young. Just as a person. Matt Young is incredible. Hashtag love Matt Young. Uh, Um, I'm glad we gave him a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad Brett brought up the uh, soundtrack earlier, the composer, because that really was just like the awesome cherry on top of this incredible like pirate cake. Like, Mm. It was so good. Mm, Pirate King. King. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it it was just like, the movie was great, but like Star Wars, the soundtrack really like tied the whole room together sort of deal. It was fantastic. My goodness, yes. Mm -hmm. It's like the rug in the Big Lebowski. That's what I said. (laughs) I literally had that Star Wars thought like while we were watching it though. I was like, some of the scenes are like, if the soundtrack was different for this or like, you know, a lot because that I know every scene is like made with the soundtrack, but like specifically like anything else would have been like, some of them don't work. 
and but yeah. the auction is like sold via that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's so good. It's just mm-hmm. such, it, it fits so well. It, may, it it is it strikes a perfect chord of being like adventurous and pulling you in and exciting, but like just self serious enough so it's not silly. Or like mm-hmm. too goofy because there sometimes is goofy shit happening on the screen with some of the like slapstick physics of these action sequences, mm-hmm. but it strikes that perfect tightrope balance of like it, it is as far as like accomplishing the mission of a score, you got to put it up there as far as like you conveyed the message, the tone, yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, ten out of ten, no notes, and it's like period accurate, which. I'm not saying you have to always be period accurate, but like, I think in this scenario, it really helps. Like, I don't think non period accurate would have worked. Yeah. I mean, it would have, you're right. It would have changed the whole film. And I think it's what soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Daft Punk scores pirates. It grounds the kind of zaniness of the action. Yeah. Like, if you want to see an example, of a soundtrack absolutely ruining something. Check out the Adrian Brody uh Houdini series that was like a mini series and like this series would have been pretty decent if it wasn't for the fact that I think it was like made in like 2012 and it's got the horrible edgy 2012 rock music that everybody was into. Ooh. Oh no. But it's a period piece and it doesn't fit the period at all. Really? And uh, so there's all these yeah. like electric guitar stings and like yeah, it's it's not good. I it's feel like bad. that's inspired by, you know, like the one movie that could do it, then a night's tale. Yeah, but like, like a Knight's Tale did it, and you are it not hasn't... a Knight's Tale. <laughs> yeah, but also a Knight's Tale took other liberties too that that made it tonally appropriate. Like their mm-hmm. costumes were not period accurate; they were just fun, and like that really helps too. Yeah, I think it also works because a Knight's Tale is like far more f- comedy than. I think even this movie was, you know? For sure. Like, way lighthearted. Yeah. That movie lied, though. The whole, the timeline of the movie took place over, like, many days. Not just one night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But the night did have a tail, so, and it wagged. Oh, you guys. Derailed. Get your puns out of here. (laughs) Uh, Brett and I were also. Listeners, did you know Pat's a writer? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what if that was in the movie though he Ledger had a tail it's like you know my secret what that you're see a commoner you're not a noble knight you're like not that and he's like he has a tail <laughs> i'm actually a mutant incredible yes i think i think you should make that so uh, fucking dumb for for this tv show of movie scenes played by that the actors that didn't get the part i want a knight's tale with christopher walken as well wait is this show yes. just christopher walken <laughs> yes, doing every it is movie now. Okay. it is now christopher, <laughs> wait, christopher walken, walken as the announcer as like the announcer it. friend yes oh my for- god yes <laughs> you wait oh my god I, i'm not even gonna try it so bad <laughs> 
It seems like it wouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard to do a walk-in impression. I, I just need someone to break it down for me. Like, this is your touchstone. Yeah. And I feel like I could do it. It's, but I can hear it in my head. Three but. words at a time. Accent the second word. You had me at hello. <laughs> Oh. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, there's always like someone can explain it, or you like a touchstone phrase. I always felt like with like John Malkovich, it's you got to be yelling and over enunciating your words because he's like a classically trained theater actor. So you have to, to enunciate. <laughs> you seen that that t- that TikTok? It's like I do not sound like that. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> was that not Bill Burr? Uh, Who's Barry? Why can't I think of his name right now? Bill Hader. Oh, Bill, Bill Hader. God, that show's so good. Yes. Dude. You do. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, Brett and I were noticing the- Team Hank, though. Sorry. I just, team Hank. Team Hank. Well. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. For, for the third time, <laughs> Brett and I- Fred and I were noticing uh, the incredible choreography in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so good, mm-hmm. like so entertaining. I don't yeah. know, and and we're I don't know from a generation that is burnt out on fight scenes. Like they're in everything, and I'm so tired of fight scenes. But none of these felt boring or repetitive. And they were all so good. Mm. So entertaining. I'm so with you, Sam. It's someone like, I'm such a like stereotypical fucking love my MCU. And, and, but even like the last couple of MCU movies are like, I have not really paid attention to the fighting. I'm mm, like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till it's over. Cause it's just, it's so, it's like fast and just like, just colors flopping around. And then like, yes, to do like an engaging fight scene is sometimes I think, I think some creators, some filmmakers have lost or forgotten like what is engaging about them. Not just Mm -hmm. like big thing, punch other big thing. And it goes fast and lots of crazy stuff explodes. Like, no, no, there, there's something, it is like an art. Um, a recent example that I thought was really good was, I don't know if you all watched this most recent season of Mandalorian, but there is a big fight sequence in, in the finale. I won't spoil anything. That's really good and really engaging and entertaining and creative and executed really well. And I was like, yes, this, that had me like locked in. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. I think it's because both in pirates and in Mandalorian and the same is true of Kung Fu movies. They're not afraid to go wide with mm-hmm. their fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will cut in when it's necessary, but they kind of take a more traditional approach where they establish the scene, they go wide to show the art of these people who are incredibly gifted at this craft. And then they cut in when the story needs it. You know, like there's that scene of Michelle Yeoh's first um, Kung Fu movie when she's like, like fighting with a glass on the table and it's incredible and they're wide a lot of the time, but they like cut in to show her like hitting the glass with like expertise. And the same thing happens in pirates, you know, they're wide. They shows that just 
almost said Zack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Sparrow. Gen Z Jack Sparrow. They show Jack Sparrow, you know, like swinging all around, but then they're not afraid to like cut in close when he does something really fun or clever and like throws the chain over the rope and slides down it. Or like when Will throws the sword expertly into the door to stop mm-hmm. him from opening it. Like, well, so that, yeah. that fight was my favorite, I think, of the movie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was so good. It, not just the choreography of like the entertainment, it's such good storytelling, too, of their, through this fight, they're both revealing things about who they are to us, the audience, as a character. In, um, that's good right there. Good filmmaking, good directing, good choreography, good storytelling, good entertainment. Like, I was literally yeah. narrating the storytelling of the fighting to Ellis. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. while we were watching it, like and I was what like, they're conveying, like like what was like, it was now, conveying. That guy has two swords, but Captain Jack can still fight him off, proving he's the better sword fighter. But like you know, like that kind of mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. the writers aside, sort of That's vibe fun. had him very engaged. So the the choreographer for the fight scenes was Bob Anderson. I don't know if you if I'm stealing your thunder, Sam, but I just oh, googled. No, him. I didn't. And uh, so he's an English Olympic fencer and who has a career span of 50 years, but he's done such films as Highlander, The Princess Bride, The Mask of Zorro, and Lord (gasps) of the Rings. Oh, see, that's what I was predicting is that this movie just took every artist every master of their craft and like put them together in one film mm. and it's incredible mm-hmm. that's which is another reason why i think orlando probably got the leading role because he already had probably sword experience and training from this guy huh. i don't maybe i don't remember uh legolas using the sword he but he uses a bow arrow. bow and arrow yeah mostly bow and arrow. He's he like does, a- he has he's got little twin blades um, oh, okay. but wait, was Fellowship of the Ring before this? You said it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's was, what oh, landed oh, him the role. Man, oh, one. So long ago. Um, mm-hmm. you, I can see some, like, there's definitely some similarities, parallels with the, that fight, the blacksmith <laughs> shop fight and the, the big awesome duel in Princess Bride. Uh, yeah. between Amigo, between or, Inigo and yeah. uh, Wesley. And with the banter, right? They're kind of taunting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the sure. movement around the space in a very yeah. elegant way while dueling. Um, the commentary on the actual moves that they're doing as yeah. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't. It also, too, like masking a lot of the like boring dialogue in the fight too. That's a really cool technique. Hmm. And also, like, the the fighting and, like, the goofy, impossible stuff, like, very well blended. Like, in that initial fight scene, I, I was joking about, you know, the, the cart thing. I was like, that couldn't happen. But, like, it totally works in this scene where, like, he gets launched 10 feet oh, up in the air. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. It takes, yeah. it takes a lot of effort to, to mix that kind of goof in there and have it come off serious. <laughs> the goofy physics of the action, action sequences in this, like when he's in early on, when he's escaping from the dock and like swinging yeah. on shit cranes and like then like zip lining, that is 
I don't know if you all have seen how recent you've all seen like some of the other ones, especially the last, like those last couple. That is quaint and mundane compared to the fucking cartoonish physics that <laughs> they have in some action sequences and in, in the fourth. Did like, they fast and furious it? They yes, they did with some of these things. Yeah, there's like a an absolutely ridiculous sequence. In like the fifth one, I think when he's introduced, what he's up, what he's like, it's like let's check in on what Jack's been up to and what ch- what <laughs> troubles he's getting into. <laughs> it, it's a little, it's a little much as far as, but uh, like, oh yeah, that looks fine Com- comparatively. Yeah, totally, that works. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to comment on how I was totally wrong. I for some reason I had a a memory of like there being like a final fight and like. Elizabeth Swan not fighting in it, but she totally like every opportunity she had. I feel like she fought, yeah, which was pretty oh, yeah. cool. No, outside of, I mean, I guess it was the other characters that were painted to be like weird and creepy, but they—I don't feel like they really did her dirty at all in this. Like, no, she I feel had- like her writing was solid for herself. Other people made comments. Um, the one mm-hmm. time, I mean, Jack does allude to her, calls her treasure, literally. Yeah, there was that. Um, but she, her writing, yeah, to Brett's point, she was always trying to take action for herself, not relying on other people. Um, I thought it was funny in the very beginning, though, when they're storming her house and she's like, tries to fight. She grabs like a sword, a decorative sword off the mantle, but it's like stuck to the, the decorative shield thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shit. Mm. Okay, this is all fake. But I like it that she's like trying to be like proactive and taking That's- care of herself. The comedic timing of that moment is so great. It is. It's so good. But also the storytelling of it and a lot of like the plot stuff that they set up, you know, because this was in a moment before they knew that or before they heard her lie about her being, uh, uh, you know, the person they needed. And like, had she pulled a sword, they would have killed her. Like, that would have been the end of that. Uh, and it's just every single piece that they, wrote in if whether it was physical action or small throwaway dialogue lines ended up being very relevant to yeah. the plot of the story mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a very well woven tale like yeah. even the small detail i never really picked up on this before but like the small detail on how like barbosa just really wants to eat an apple <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, but, yeah. but it's such a good like character detail where like it first comes in where like he's watching her eat everything and it seems like it's gross and nasty but i think it's actually just he's like here eat this apple like it's really coming from a place of like him just trying to enjoy it through watching her enjoy it because he can't mm-hmm. enjoy food and then like there's like apples several other times. And then at the end when he dies and he like drops the apple, it's like so metaphoric, you know, Aww. like he never gets to eat that apple. He never gets to taste it. And he had it with him so that he, that was his food. Now. Like the two characters talk about at one point, they're like, we should pick what food we're going to eat first. Let's just have it prepared. Like Barbosa <laughs> had it prepared. He had it with him, you oh, know? Yeah. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's such a fun little detail that, like, this very small, simple pleasure in life was, like, what he was looking forward to most. Mm. Yeah. I respect his choice. Granny Smith, that's a good... I like like the bite. I like the tart bite of a good Granny Smith. I mean, I'm a Honeycrisp girl, but, you know. (laughs) Jazz apple, baby! Yeah, I'm with Brett. He's converted me. Um, I don't know. So, that style of storytelling is 
fun. It's very like Disney esque, not like modern day Disney, but like nine old mm. men Disney. Every thing in their stories was all about like defining the character so every action that they did needed to like call back to who that character was and then every thing that you did with your character you had to be internalizing what was going on in their head and so mm. you can kind of see these like highlight lessons from working at disney from the writers who worked on aladdin uh, in this script. And well, it was very much like Captain Hook's ticking clock, you know? like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's incredible. The subtlety is so good. And it rarely got heavy-handed. And if it did get heavy-handed, it, was, it felt very controlled and purposeful, um, which I feel like is your problem with the new uh, Obi-Wan show, Ash. Like, mm. it feels very heavy-handed and not very nuanced, but sorry. yeah. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat. I don't need to <laughs> get into Obi Wan. I'll just say that's Star Wars. Star Wars it's is true. not nuanced. No, <laughs> that's true. The bad guys look like bad guys have bad guy names, <laughs> and it's, there isn't. My bigger problem with Obi Wan is that characters were just making decisions that didn't really make any sense, like yeah. throughout the whole series. Like there's. There's like several times where I'm just I, like again, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I know, I know. Yeah, I guess so, but it just <laughs> no, it's fine. You know, say it here: Star Wars is not the thinking man sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's Star Trek. Thank you. Oh, burn! <laughs> that's why I like Star Wars. I don't want to think. Um, <laughs> except for it's Andor, it's your job. It's except your for job. Andor. <laughs> yeah, Andor is fucking perfect. And I'll fight it. That that'll fight anyone. But pirates, yes, pirates. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, love the writing. Love the character development. Um, also, Ash, I feel like you'll appreciate this. Brett also brought it up, so feel free to take over, Brett. Um, the shot structure and the shot variance between mm. like close ups and wides and angles was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um a wide range of different shots and perspectives that I haven't seen in a lot of modern action films. I've had, I think I've done this full rant before on the show, so I won't do the whole thing now. Uh, full about, rant, full rant. <laughs> you remember when I was talking about like even the first season of Mandalorian and like, even oh, though the Star Wars Pat. universe, I th- feel like if you go back and watch this, it's, you'll agree with me. I love the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's awesome, but the new Star Wars shows of what I've seen so far, I haven't seen to the end. Uh, they all feel very small and like the, you, like mm. the world that they're in, they're telling you it's fully fleshed out, but the space they interact in is the size of the soundstage. And like the, the camera angles are always pointing down because you can't look up when there's nothing there. Uh, and like all that's, uh, that's the new Marvel stuff. That's the new Star Wars stuff. And like when you watch this movie, we have, you know, 
not just the establishing shots, but like any scene on the boat was like, here's the full ocean in the background or mm-hmm. like the town mm-hmm. was a whole town and not the one street that they're interacting with. Mm-hmm. And like th- this movie was big in a way that modern shows, uh, I think are technically limited and that they can't do, uh, or they haven't figured out how to make it work in the same way. Um, and I know they spent a hundred and what was it? 50 million dollars or 160 million dollars, whatever. 140, 140, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but like it's just the new, the new world, the, the, the TV world of 2023 is very small to me. Uh, Mm. and I kind of wish we would get back to some of this. Like, I don't, it doesn't even have to be world building, just, scope building remember that scope. your characters yeah. live in a world and not just their world mm-hmm. yeah i think you really hit the nail on the head there where you know i think the limitation is the technology like we now have the technology with green screen and led walls and all this stuff to like do really cool stuff but it doesn't feel the same as this movie because this movie was real pirate ships that they shot on the ocean for real like those are real that's <laughs> yeah. not cg those are real i mean mm-hmm. of course when they blow up and stuff probably cg but like they were real pirate ships out on the ocean and you i've been can, on it yeah you can tell have you really on the yeah. actual oh yeah they, it's it's parked in san diego a bunch oh, of the cool. time that's cool yeah and it like you know it i think CG is incredible and amazing, but I personally still don't feel like it looks and feels the same as the real thing still mm-hmm. because yeah. like there's just something about that scope, you know, that feels so real yeah. when you actually mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Yep. Sorry to put that thought into your head, Pat, if you notice it next time you watch a Star Wars. No, I don't care. <laughs> you think it's, it's not just Star Wars. Like, I can't remember. Oh, I, I've honestly even seen this in CG where like... I felt the same way about the new Puss in Boots film where I was like, this movie feels so small. It's supposed to be this big world. And like when, when they do like in Shrek, it feels much bigger. Like they go to like whole cities and like, we see lots of people and like, while we kind of see that in the beginning of the Puss in Boots film, like it falls away very quickly. And then it just becomes like these isolated little characters that we're following around. It might just be like a style of, of filmmaking now i've had that that complaint about dreamworks films um mm. for a little bit like dragons feels really big and fleshed out uh kung fu panda one felt that way and then when i watched kung fu panda 2 i was like it feels small why yeah why totally. does the world feel small and and it's something i haven't quite been able to like pinpoint why certain movies feel that way i can pinpoint movies that don't and i can point out things that make it feel big but i can't i haven't quite figured out 100 of what's missing so, i feel like i can point a couple fingers like you know there's this is no this is conjecture no no proof but it's i feel like every and i hate i hate to say anything bad about any writers during the writer's strike but <laughs> like this, the you know, the, every writer has taken <laughs> this idea of uh, who somebody said, you know, if if it doesn't 
play a part in your story don't put it in the script Uh, and like that mm -hmm. is poison like (laughs) stuff Mm -hmm. has to not matter sometimes uh Mm -hmm. the apple doesn't matter it's not a part of the story but it's important to the character and that's why it was awesome and notable in this but Mm -hmm. where's a single apple in any of the disney stuff from the past 10 years like show me the apples snow white no, <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay, so so one modern day example is Encanto, which mm. by all measures should feel really small. It takes place in one tiny little town, but it doesn't. It feels pretty big, and they include all of these little character moments throughout the entire film. So. Maybe you're onto something there, Brett. Like Mirabelle's always doing a craft. She makes her cousin a little toy stuffy. She's always sewing her things and picking off threads and like making little decorations. Yeah, this is a hundred percent coming from the viewpoint of like having watched Encanto uh, literally a thousand times <laughs> with Ellis. Mm. But like, there is so much stuff in that movie that isn't part of the plot and it's just this is a real world and every single character does stuff and has stuff in their lives outside of the the plot that's going on because there isn't really much of a plot in Encanto like action wise you know like yeah almost nobody has any idea what's going on until the last half hour just yeah. Mirabelle <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I I think I actually still felt like Encanto felt really small to me uh mm-hmm. at least compared to like Coco, like I feel like Coco oh. is a very similar f- movie that like feels a lot bigger to me because there's these two worlds and we're, yeah. I think to me, the thing that makes it feel like a bigger world, not that like these character building moments, I, I agree with you. They're great, Brett, but to me, what makes it feel like a bigger world is having interactions with, uh, with like, I'll call them NPCs. <laughs> like they don't yeah, matter, totally. you know? And that's what makes it feel like a real fleshed out world versus like in Kanto, like there's very little interactions with NPCs, you know, Puss in Boots. There's very little interactions with NPCs like they maybe happen like once or twice. But it's like I think what makes it feel like a real world is when it's like fleshed out and it's like happening throughout the film. I like, love that yeah. you brought up Coco because the the apple in that one is a hundred percent like Frida Kahlo's everything. Mm-hmm. You know, she has mm-hmm. she's planning that party and the, and the, yeah. the party itself is part of the plot. But her the thing she's doing with the flames and the you know all that shit that she's talking about at the beginning comes back in the end and still doesn't have anything to do with the plot. Like it's just yeah. this side action that shows that there was stuff happening in the world outside of the plot, and it was yeah. awesome. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Totally. And there's a lot of that in Pirates, too. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the the side guys with the wooden eye that are constantly interacting, but not necessarily driving the plot forward. There's the little dock guard people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the right-hand man to the guy who wants to marry Miss Swan. Norrington is the guy. And yeah. His little, yeah. His like lieutenant or lieutenant, as they would say, <laughs> who mm-hmm. is a quip. Yeah. Who yeah. An undercutting quip. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. That guy knows what he was doing. With those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew he was crawling up under his boss's skin. <laughs> I, 
I like this NPC theory, Ash. I think it's I think it's spot on, and I'm gonna watch every film now with that yeah. in the back of my mind of like, how many NPCs have you featured? Is it enough? I love the multidisciplinary take on it too. Like coming from video games, like you play <laughs> yes, a lot of video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that doesn't matter, and that's what makes the world feel real. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know, like that's why I think like Shrek is like one of the ultimate examples where like there's i think it's actually shrek 2 where like they're in a bar and like captain hook is in the bar does he matter to the plot no is he just (laughs) in one scene yeah but it's great you know (laughs) like yeah it's it's just like all these little little details that make it feel like oh yeah it makes you like you watch that scene and you go oh yeah they're in this fairy tale world and like yeah everyone who lives in this fairy tale world is another fairy tale character like that uh-huh. helps build the world which i will point out that these writers did write shrek one yes that's true yeah that's yeah. true so, <laughs> yeah i yeah. i will I will die on the hill that I believe that Shrek one is the perfect movie. Like I know a lot of people point to so good. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, back to the future is the perfect film. I'm sorry, but Shrek is the perfect film. (laughs) (laughs) My one thing is Shrek. I thought it would have been is like, let her stay in her human form, but let them still be together. You cowards. (laughs) Why do they have to look alike? I don't know. I kind of like that. It like, I felt like that. Is is the true full culmination of the message of that movie of Shrek? Yeah, I agree. If they were able to like fall in love and not look exactly alike or something, and and, and I get why they did it. That was an easier. That was you know that was a less frictiony route mm. to take in Shrek. But I, I actually remember from like being very young and thinking that it's like oh I feel like that would have been more interesting if she'd stayed like human looking and they still fell in love. But but the ogre was her true self, Pat. Yeah, but her parents were human, so no. But the in my opinion, the the theme of the film is love knows no bounds, including you know looks. Like look, even looks yeah. can't stop exactly. true love, right? Which is why I feel like I I like that it's making the you know the unexpected commentary on beauty standards for women, where it's totally. like no, she doesn't have to be. The beautiful yeah. princess. And, and that's, that's her, her too. character arc, too, right? Like, yeah. when she is in human form, she is selfish and spoiled and difficult. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, as she, like, falls in love with Shrek, she learns to be her better self. So I really like that kind of poetic ending of, like, she All right, becomes- you sold me. I've come back around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Speaking of pirates, because we haven't talked that much about pirates. Uh, Let's talk about the Mandalorian some more. <laughs> Sam, do you have any? Are we? Do we yes. have a game to play? Or? Yeah, I Pat's do. living in Wednesday. Um, <laughs> guys, um, I couldn't decide which direction to go, so I have, I have Liam DB Pirate Edition, which is a little shorter <gasps> and simpler with pirate facts, and you have to guess the fake facts. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yes. let's do that. And then I have my other ones that are movie specific. We get double IMDb. Double IMDb. I'll, I'll keep okay. it quick for Pat. Pat's like, uh, no! <laughs> no, no, this is good. I'm interested in this. I want to, it's yeah. midnight. Let me go. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. I love you. Okay, so IMDb Pirate Edition. Yar. Yar. MDB. <laughs> yes. I can't do it. Anyway, um, okay. Fact number one. 
Pirates were some of the most brutal fighters and would look for fights wherever possible. Mm. Fact two, pirates wore a lot of jewelry to keep their valuables safe and close by at all times. Mm. And fact number three, pirates would treat their water with rum and lime to keep the crew safe and hydrated. Interesting. Nothing's more hydrating than rum. True. (laughs) I feel like, and I may eat my words, but from the things I know about pirates from watching that CGP Grey video, (laughs) (laughs) number one is the lie. I'm going to go with number one as well. Pat. Pat. I don't, I want, I was, I'm going to say number one too. I don't want us to all, if we're we're all right, I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fine. Uh, Number one, as, as always, number one is the lie, but I have a more interesting real fact to go along with my lie. Uh, Yes, pirates, while they were, they were actually good at fighting, they would purposefully spread rumors about how brutal and awful they were to scare people into not fighting uh, and surrendering at the sight of their flag. So... Oh, interesting. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it would endanger their crew. Um, and they didn't want to lose valuable crew members. And there is a slight nod to this fact in the movie when, um, they're in the jail and oh. all of the people are like, Oh, they, they say they take no prisoner. Oh, no, not in the jail. Sorry. On the docks. And they're like, Oh, they say they take no prisoners. So that was in the jail. Yeah. That was in the jail. Yeah. And then Jack says, Well, well, who's telling the tales then? Like, right. yeah, exactly. No survivors. Where do the stories come from? Yeah. I yeah. also mm-hmm. feel like they did a nod to that when the second that all of the, the bad pirates got all their blood back, they all instantly died because they were bad fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the pirate fact edition for you. Um, would you like the real LiMDB now? Sure. Okay. So, LiMDB. Uh, During a night shoot, Kira Knightley's boat capsized, leaving her, her mother, and the crew stranded for hours until a rescue boat could come. Oh, my God. Hours? Goodness. (laughs) There's a bug on me. Hours? There's so many bugs in my office right now. Oh, my God. All right. Um. Uh, one of the monkeys featured in the film is actually a trained pet of actor Kevin McNally that he rescued from a roadside zoo. Wow. I thought you were going to say is actually named Jack. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the true one, I, wanted, I want more details. Uh, the scene where the interceptor drops its anchor is a real battle tactic used by pirates called club hauling. Club hauling. That just sounds like what you do on a Friday night. Kevin McNally is Gibbs, by the way. Mr. Gibbs. With yes. the mutton chops. Who's his Come on. That was a good joke and no one laughed. I'm no. sorry I missed it. I said club hauling. That sounds like what you do on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> all I can do is frown, Ash. Frown. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to say number two. The monkey. I Got the options. I'm going to say number one. Hours? Hours. That's the part that I don't believe. Maybe it was a big boat. Maybe they didn't have a, a flipper. They have a, a, a $140 million budget and they don't have like a safety boat nearby. 
It does feel like hours maybe feels like too long. Hours is the thing that hours is what threw me as well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Ash. Okay. Uh, Pat is correct. The monkey is a completely made up fact. There were, there were several monkeys, but one of them was named Chiquita. I feel like that was a good choice though for the actor who would, if I had to pick one of the actors, I would most likely own the monkey. I would have picked him. Yep, that's that's where my brain went. Um, so Ash and Brett, that is a completely true fact. Wow! It, it, they ran aground on a reef, so they oh. freaking took out a coral reef. No, and oh my God. it was in the middle of the night. Um, oh. and they had to wait hours for rescue crew, and it was such a bad incident that they stopped doing night shoots on the open water, and instead did the rest of the night shoots. In the studio. Wow. Mm, wow. We, what was the shot? Do we know? Did you say I that? don't I don't know what shot oh, okay. it was. Yeah. I mean it was probably the final battle, right? Because that was the night scene. That was the night the scene. Mm. Yeah. Scary. So, though. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Super scary. Mm-hmm. Good one. Wait, so the boat didn't sink. It did. Well Oh, it did. It, I well, don't know if it like went. It ran fully. aground. Wow. Yeah, it, it was sinking and they it probably wasn't couldn't... one of the big piratey ship ones. It was probably no. like a smaller boat, like a it was one, or something. It was one carrying the crew. Mm-hmm. Um oh. and, and Kira Knightley and her mom. Um it wow. was not drivable after the incident. So oh. wow. So I don't know if it fully sank, but it wasn't like, oh no, they just had to be tugged out. Like it was bad. I just totally realized that this whole movie, Kira Knightley's mom is just like off to the side. Yeah, yeah, the whole <laughs> thing. Insane. Oh, because yeah, she's yeah. Because <laughs> she's, she's seventeen. Uh huh. Wow, it's very funny. Well, there you go. There's my IMDb. That's a good one. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah. Go, Pat, go. Sure. The, these um, are Pat's literal final thoughts, and then he no, will die. No, <laughs> like, no, sure. no, um, you know, enjoyable. One thing I was going to talk, <laughs> one thing that always bothered me watching this movie when I was younger, and I still not to this day, I'm like, why? And it could have been a cool, I don't know where you'd fit it, because there was a couple fights with the with the bad pirates, but the people fighting them know that they can't die. I remember being mm-hmm. like, why are you bothering? Why even father? But yeah, totally. And I was wondering like, that too. It's like, we'll fight. And like when they're being chased in the middle part too, and they do the, the, the club hall maneuver and stuff, it's like we fight and they have all these moments like, oh, we'll try this strategy. Oh, and Harmony's like, you can still fight, but wouldn't it be cool if like had a moment where it's like, we're going to fight them, but we're going to fight them. We're going to be smart and we're going to fight them in ways. And instead of like, Cause they just, everyone just fights them as if they can kill them. And they're just like stabbing them in the gut and stuff like that. And that doesn't do shit. It should be like, cut, try their, to cut their, yeah, try mm-hmm. to cut their limbs off. Try to, zombie cap, rules. Try to like entangle Holy them. Holy shit. Like, they really are zombies. Like oh imagine, imagine like, like they let them, they let them board their ship and they've got like fucking home alone pirate booby traps, like nets and stuff, capturing them up. And everything. it's like, ha I can't beat you, but I got you. Well, like when they explode one in the gut. Yeah. Right. Which is he not dead? Is he, is he, he's just pieces. His like head is still I on was, the bottom of the ocean alive know. or something. I don't know. I have no clue. That'd be terrible. I, I always thought that that part Pat was because Jack tricked the British into thinking that they were going to reverse the curse 
and make oh, yeah. the oh. pirates human again. It's unclear. But they get on the boat and they see that they're skeletons and they That's true. That's, I don't know, they're dumb. <laughs> okay, but like okay, but real world thoughts. If you get on a boat and you see that it's manned by a bunch of skeletons, like you think it's a visual t- trick or something because that does, that's not real. <laughs> you know? Like and then Do by the time know? by the time Do- you're there, then you're fighting a skeleton and then you can't get out. Yeah. They don't I mean, really react to them being skeletons. Do they know at that point? They I feel must like I have. think it was real when I saw him murder my dude next to my buddy next to me. But like, did they murder him in a skeleton kind of way? Or does it still seem like some kind of makeup effects? You know, like what, makeup like even effect. if, in, even in the moment, would you be able to like, be like, Oh, skeletons are fighting me. Like, I don't know. I might, I might not get that far before I was murdered. <laughs> I, similarly to you, Pat, though, I had the thought, like, in the beginning of the film, we see, like, Orlando Bloom fighting them when they're overrunning the town, and, like, he, like, axes one in the back, and it falls down, presumably dead, and doesn't move, but then later on, we learn, like, oh, they can be stabbed, and it doesn't matter at all, so I'm like, why did that one die? It didn't. He came back in that very same fight. Oh, really? He was the one who, oh. like, threw the grenade at his feet that, like, fizzled out and was a dud. Oh, was that the now same was guy? Now was at that moment. There was, like, a shot of, of him, like, going hee and, like, and waving at Orlando Bloom. Mm. Because it's like, I thought I killed you already. Oh, I didn't put together that it was the same guy. Got it. More final thoughts. I <laughs> really liked this movie. Um, everything that I thought was going to be good was good. Everything that I thought was going to be bad wasn't as bad as I thought. And uh, the special effects, maybe half of them hold up. Uh, some of the stuff they did special effects where they really didn't need to. Uh, but that's, you know, that's, I guess if it's already in the budget, like, well, they're going to use the resources, I guess. But like, uh, there's a scene where like the skeleton hand, like he reaches in to, was it Jack was in jail and then the hand goes through and grabs him. And it's like, that could have just been a practical hand. He didn't need to, he didn't need to CG that. Like that would, that would have mm-hmm. been a cool, like close up shot of a real skeleton, but whatever. doesn't matter because <laughs> as a whole, the movie was pretty good. Uh, and would I watch it again? Probably. Yeah. Uh, which I don't say a lot, even for movies I like on this show. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun adventure. Uh, it's very long, which is probably my only criticism of it. Like, but it all feels necessary. Most of it, like, you know, it would be hard to be Mm -hmm. like, this could have been completely cut, like for, for any of that. Cause it was all story building and they, they did a good job. So yeah, I liked it. We did my rant earlier and we all had a convo about it. So I was going to do that for my ending thing, but I'm glad we talked about it. That was fun. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I agree. I I still love this movie. I still think it's really solid, really good. Um, I think the CG holds up pretty good, co- considering the date of the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Considerations. Absolutely. I just mm-hmm. today it wouldn't be like nobody would be impressed. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good. One thing that I find I thought really interesting that I observed this time around also was that exactly like halfway through the movie they're in the cave and they're dropping off the coins and they're gonna cut elizabeth's you know and bleed her over the coins and everything and i went 
wait, we can't be to, to the end of the film already. <laughs> like, I like that they thwart your expectation there where it seems like this would be the final boss scene, you know, the final fight scene. But instead, there's this whole like detour and then swaparoo, like you said, with Will, <laughs> where, where Will becomes the damsel in distress. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That they thwart your expectations there a little bit. It was a little different story structure wise than what you normally see. It's like every single thing they did in the movie was a setup for an even better thing later. Like even the inv- even the introduction of environments. It's like this mm-hmm. is for later. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done, Ash? I don't want to. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I I think this movie totally held up. There's a few like minor critiques that we had said with like the weird sexism and you know innate Hollywood nasties with young girls, but. The story is incredible. Uh, the casting I thought was incredible. I already mentioned that they just hired some of the best of the best artists, choreography, costumes, composing, like all of it spot on and all of it. Every creative aspect was like working towards this one goal and it just made an incredibly cohesive film. That was so well balanced with adventure and character building. And I really liked how it kind of walked the edge with being spooky and it gave a, gave it a really like wonderful kind of balance with the, the jokes and the cartoony action. I, I just love it. I love this movie so much. The dialogue is great. The actors are incredible. The visual effects are stunning, especially considering they're 20 years old. They wow. really, like, gave it their all, every artist on this movie. And that's why we are here 20 years later talking about how awesome it is. And I'm so glad we finally did it for the podcast. And I loved every second of it. It's great. Yay. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, the great joke. Go watch it. Um, that was Pirates of the Carbonara. And <laughs> it was great. Good job, team. Uh, Ash. Yes. Do that thing. That thing you do. Uh, we are also on Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter as long as the Musk allows that to still happen. Um, we him. are... at let's rewatch on twitter where we do fun things like a movie poll or if we decide what movie we tweet a still which this time brett chose a choice image he tweeted a still from this movie it was a hard it was a very good pick very good pick of an image i thought it was Um, like just piratey enough that you could still guess it but like yeah who's that guy (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he tweeted it to see if anyone could guess what movie we were watching. And uh, Matt Storm, good old Stormageddon, they weren't very confident about their answer, though, and said that they think that it's Pirates of the Caribbean, but they were pretty sure they were wrong. But they came around. I convinced yeah. them. Good job, Matt. Right. So good job, Matt. You did it. Single clap. Also, Maynard... Uh, Guest Waterworld, which is a good guess. Oh, I will say I've good guess. I've still mm. never seen Waterworld. What? Mm. 
<laughs> Wait, no, what? No, what? Smokers. Come on. Uh, that's the perfect follow-up to this movie. <laughs> Watch the disappointing version of this Is that film. also three hours? <laughs> yes. That's, that's really funny, Ash. Watch the disappointing. <laughs> uh, I think the budget and the box office for the for, would be the same numbers as this, but reversed. Oh my god, it is three hours. Oh my god, the song. <gasps> I remembered one more one more thing that I wanted to say about this movie. Okay, uh-huh. say it. I'm sorry. Um, I really loved all of the callouts to the ride and how well mm-hmm. integrated into the oh, story yeah. they were. Uh, mm-hmm. and they weren't too heavy handed. I mean, they were heavy handed and cheesy, but they weren't like, they didn't feel like product placement. They, they paid a loving homage. And I, I mean, that. the dog in the jail was a hundred percent for fans of the ride. That oh, was for just, sure. it's just like, here, we're going to give you, not even subtle. We're going to give you what you want. We know you want this. Of but course. then they had him come back. They still used yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Wait, it was great. The Waterworld ride at Universal Studios is just like the set. Like, was it's- that the set? It's, and they just turned it into a ride? I mean, I know it's not a ride, it's a show, yeah, okay. but, but like, is that true? Is that just the set? I'm sorry, this is blowing my mind. Was it? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think <laughs> it is. That's why they that's why they refused to tear it down. They're just like, we spent so much money on this, it's here right? forever. Anyway. Um, yeah. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review on apple podcasts or spotify or google podcasts and please tell your friends say something about the patreon oh and we have a patreon to help sorry us pay <laughs> our bills and if you support our patreon we will call you out on our podcast with a big thank you which is what we say to case aiken our best bud and is it we got we got newbies. <gasps> what? Welcome newbies. We got us the case aching. We got us yeah. the the every lovely Mitchipedia. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Yes. We got uh D Martin G from our our Twitch stream and he's here now and we love him. Uh and then we got someone Rasperl. Rasperl. Rasperl, welcome. Tweet wow. at us if you if you'd rather have us say a different name. Yeah, Rasper. All right. We I feel like we should let our Patreon people pick our next movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Love that. Kay. We could do a poll on Patreon. Yes, that's four of them. So, well, you heard it here first. <laughs> you all better choose not different films because then that poll will go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll only pick three films for the. There poll. you go. Uh, or if more people Ranked sign up voting. on Patreon, then you can vote too. There you go. Yeah. Pat, say something we, about the network. I, I was trying to. Let me do it. We are part of the certainpov.com <laughs> network of shows. Head on over to certainpov.com and check out shows like like the new show we have mm. called How the Fuck. Oh. Hosted by uh, delightful Katie and Ben of Amateurish Productions. Who are red and cool. And it's on our show. show. Yeah. It's good. It wasn't very nice what you said about how they were amateur productions. That <laughs> amateurish. Okay. Do I have to explain <laughs> all of my jokes to you? Amateurish. <laughs> no, I know, but they are amateurish. Is the, but it wasn't even 
the name. Yeah. My favorite okay. bit on this show is when I say a joke and Pat takes it seriously. I didn't take anything seriously. <laughs> I was just correcting amateur-ish. Got it's it. a little bit above. Ish. Got it. You're right. It is. Incredible. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of podcast. CPOV. Wait. Hold on. Join us. Join us next time when we watch Packing the Monkeys again. Oh my God. I hope it's not a porno. Is this the fake story of the guy who had the monkey as a pet? Uh, I opened the link and it no, says... No, no, don't open the link. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.